the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the only true and living God. Amen. You may be seated. From a story adapted from Reader's Digest. A little girl was jarred awake suddenly one night in her bedroom by loud crashes of thunder and lightning. She cried out to her father who came into her room four different times to comfort her. After hearing her call again as the thunder drew ever closer, the father made the fifth trip to her room. He sat down on the side of her bed, brushed her hair back with his hand. He held her hand and said, don't be afraid. Don't you know that God is with you? She looked up at him with big frightened eyes and said, Yes, Daddy, I know God is with me. She paused and then she said, I know God is with me, but I'd rather have someone with skin on. Someone with skin on. Do you ever need someone with skin on? Someone to sit next to you. Someone not to do anything or say anything. But someone with skin on to just touch you. Or maybe you need someone to hug you. I think of all the people in nursing homes who go for days on end without anyone visiting them or touching them or hugging them. And sometimes, even though I am active and am around people and have a loving wife and family and friends, I think to myself, I am lonely. I am here in this cold, cruel, fallen world all by myself. There are times when I need my wife to just sit next to me, just touching me. There are times... When we just need someone to touch us. Someone with skin on. I remember my beloved father-in-law who suffered a fatal, a fatal aneurysm immediately before his death. And while sitting on the couch in their living room and waiting for the ambulance, he asked his wife to sit next to him, close to him, touching him. While they waited for the ambulance and ultimately for him to die. So, what is there about skin that is so comforting? Even the medical field has come to realize that the touch of skin has therapeutic value. Mothers and fathers with newborn babies are encouraged to hold their little ones bare skin to bare skin, especially when they're sick as a means of comfort and healing. As sinner saints, you and I, who live in a sinful world, loneliness and sickness are conditions we face constantly. Loneliness and sickness were both brought into the world when Adam and Eve fell into sin. And the fall into sin separated us from God with all his goodness and wellness and perfection and holiness. From that time on, man attempted to make God into his own image or into the images of God's fallen creation. 
from human images or creaturely images. Man formed idols or gods out of wood and stone and materials out of creation. But they gave no comfort. They were dead, not even in existence. But you see, man needs a God who has skin on. Sinful mankind needed a God with skin on to take on his burdens. A God-man who would take on his sin and his skin. A man who would go through life with him and give him comfort. And God would send such a God-man. But before the God-man would come one who was just a man who would foretell of the coming of the God-man. So came John the baptizer. He was a sinner like us. But before his conception, John had been set apart for God's purposes. John the baptizer was not your average bear, as they used to say about Yogi Bear. And as Yogi Bear used to say about other bears, John the baptizer was not your average bear. He lived in the wilderness. He ate food that was found naturally in the wilderness. He drank no wine or strong drink. He used animal skins for, for his clothes. He didn't cut his hair or beard. He lived differently. He dressed differently. He talked differently. And when John started baptizing, the people knew that his baptism was different. There was a diff- this was a different baptism from the bapti- baptisms the people witnessed in the temple. For you see, the temple baptisms were rituals done in and out of the huge lavers there. The temple baptisms prepared the priests for temple service by making them ritually clean. Even so, the temple priests were highly corrupt and the temple had become a den of thieves as testified to by Jesus. But John the baptizer wasn't corrupt. Unlike the temple priest, John feared God and loved God and trusted in God. And the baptisms of John had nothing to do with stone temples. These baptisms had to do with fleshly temples. Temples of the heart. Temples of the heart. And these baptisms were for all the people, not just for the temple priest. These baptisms were baptisms of repentance. John preached the law to the people, the Ten Commandments. He showed them their sins and he heard their confessions and absolved them, and he baptized them. He told the people that God promised a Messiah who would come to save them from their sins. They too, the baptized, they too were priests. The baptized were priests. The very idea, thought the temple priest, the very idea that these people now were priests. John's voice was the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. John called the people to confess their sins and believe in God's promise to forgive their sins. And he announced that one would come after him who would be greater than him. And sure enough, one greater than John came in order to dwell with man, to be with mankind, to reconcile man to God, to bring salvation and comfort to mankind. By dying for the sins of the world, God became a human being. In the incarnation of the man Jesus Christ, 
God put skin on to be with you. Not just for 33 years when he walked the earth some 2,000 years ago. And not just for now when he sits at the right hand of God and comes to you mysteriously in word and sacrament. But God in Christ put, put skin on for you forever. Christ appeared to be a mortal man, a regular guy. But in truth, Christ was God covered with skin. Here was a man who was truly different and set apart for God's purposes in a greater manner than even John the baptizer. This man, though he would die, would not stay dead. The Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, would resurrect him from the dead. He was not what he appeared to be. And neither are you, dear ones, what you appear to be. Especially on Sunday morning. You look all bright and shiny. You put on your best behavior and on the outside, you appear to be saints. Not sinners who think, say, and do sinful things, even some awful things. But the truth is that you are also a sinner. As such, your sins have consequences. Your sins tarnish your life. And they tarnish your conscience. They burden your conscience. Your sins fill you with shame and guilt. Your sinfulness creates a sense of loneliness and separation from God. And at times, even separation from other people. It seems that this loneliness is even more pronounced around the Christmas season. As there is much loneliness and depression. But Jesus, dear ones, does not want you to be separated from God. Jesus does not want you to be lonely. Like the little girl whose father came with sin on to be with her when she was alone and fearful, Christ comes to you with skin on as long as you live and then, in, then into eternity. God put skin on to be with you now and forever. Christ has spoken to you this morning through his word from scripture, from teaching, and from preaching to comfort you. He's forgiven your sins through the mouth and lips and vocal cords of his under-shepherd, your pastor, a fleshy, sinful man just like you, to calm your fears of wrath and punishment. He will come to you later in the Holy Supper with skin on to touch you, to feed you, to comfort you, to be with you. He will come to you with skin on, with his flesh hidden in bread. He will come to you to cleanse you from all the stains that sin leaves in you with his blood. Hidden under the wine 
He will come to you to touch you, to forgive your sins, and to strengthen your faith. God in Christ is with you, speaking and touching you to give you comfort with skin on. That is what Advent and Christmas are all about. God came into the flesh, put skin on, to suffer and die for you, then to dwell with you even today, with skin on, but to dwell with you forever with skin on. Amen. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds by faith in Jesus. Amen. Please stand.